Suck my dick. So right in line with these other stories, I had to tell this story. And I'm going to leave this in the podcast because it actually is um, on topic. So February 20... I say 2010 or something. I was on the uh, I was on 670 uh, in my Ford Taurus. I had just bought it. This is back when I had raggedy cars. I had bad credit, and I was going in a level three snow emergency to go do what? Buy an Xbox off Craigslist. So buy. <laughs> and I told my friend to go with me because I didn't know if this person was crazy or not. So uh, you know, over there, like right before you get to the short north, like when you go around a curve and you go under the bridge, where all the restaurants are above it. Yeah. yeah. So I was making that turn. And all I felt was my car lift up off the ground and start doing this. So I swung around to the 180. The back right uh, fender hit the middle, um, the guardrail, and so I'm and my car's cut off. So I'm sitting there on the shoulder, and what do I see? A fucking 18 wheeler right in front of me, driving straight to me. I'm like, this is how I die. Luckily, he got over, and then. Uh, the police came and they was like, uh, "Well, I'll stay here with you." And and, and I was like, "Well, can I stay in the car? Do I get in the back of your the back of your car?" And well, he was like, "Well, I got the lights on, but that means somebody ain't gonna hit us." I'm like, "I'll get in the back of your car. It's cool." <laughs> so I sat in the back of his car while, and then that decision is why I was like, "I need to get the fuck out of here before I before I die, or kill myself, or um, have kids." So that's why that's one of the reasons why I moved to L.A. Oh. So okay. That, that's why it's topical, and this is put it on record, you know. And we're here today. We're live. I, I made it home from work. Um, <laughs> for some reason, they made us come in at, anyway at, at, during level two, and then um, thank God my boss is like, uh, I'm about to leave. EP, you can leave too. I'm like, yes. Because uh, the other people that we work with that, that, that y'all know, they have a different boss. So I'm like, y'all got to stay here. I don't. Peace out. Um, but anyways, so this is put it on record. This episode is a little bit late, but it's better late than never, um, and we only, uh, we're here to give you quality material, and I feel like the podcast isn't quality unless all three of us are here, mm-hmm. so that's what we're here to deliver. It's me, DJ Burn, a.k.a. Bernie the Snowman, and my two uh, co-hosts. Don't fret, I don't have an a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... Do I have an AKA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Riccio, AKA Lex Choir, formerly known as uh, Law School Lex. Right. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so we're here. Uh, we're going to keep it brief because uh, we all got things to do. So let's get right into it. Um, uh, uh, the question a lot of people ask me, um, as far as DJing is concerned, one of the more popular questions. It, well, first of all, before I get started, I always wanted to. I want to make a point to ask you guys this. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm looking at Reva because she made a face. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to complain. I'm well. I'm well. I'm blessed. Amen. How about you? <laughs> I'm good. I too cannot complain. Happy the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Even though I'm not a fan of the Bengals. I'm a fan of Ohio. Ohio to the ship, yep. Yeah, shout out to the, shout out to the Bengals. Even though, you know what? I'm not gonna say that on this podcast. I'll remind me to tell you when we stop recording. Um, Uh-oh. it's very, it's very, no, it's very controversial. So, I'm doing great. 
talked to the wedding coordinator last night. I was crying my eyes out when they asked me, well, what song is going to be your first dance? And I was thinking the song was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, oh it's going to be God. a show this Saturday at the engagement party in Jamaica every time we're together. And uh, they asked us, because we're doing a retie the knot ceremony. Um, so she asked us, how long have you guys been married? And I started crying again because I was thinking, like, you know, in the future, I'm going to be like, I would say 20 years, 30 years, whatever. Aww. So, anyways, <laughs> don't get it twisted. I'll, I'll beat your ass, though. But I like to cry every once in a while. So, anyways, how to get gigs. People ask me, how do you get your gigs? How do you get booked? Um, I want to ask you, too. What do you think the key is to uh, securing gigs? You just have to, like, Put yourself out there. I know for me, I still kind of struggle with this and like telling people that I DJ because people know me like professionally. But if I want to DJ, I have to let people know that I DJ. And it actually kind of came back today. Somebody from my law school reached out and was like, hey, I know that you DJ. Like, I see you out. I see you post. Can you do this event? So just continuously putting yourself out there continuously you know mentioning yourself in those conversations keeping your business cards on you burn <laughs> i actually just ran out i gotta re-up but how always do you always talking shit about having business cards and you're the only one that never has them when we're working <laughs> listen I, i'm gonna say something that i don't agree with and i actually hate but i'm gonna say it anyway do as i say not as i do that's terrible <laughs> right, Dad. You, i'm you never gonna tell the parenting that. thing aren't you right. <laughs> How do you secure gigs, uh, don't fret? So for me, I've been fortunate enough that um, you create a lot of the gigs for me. Um, And then by word of mouth or association, I get gigs. So I guess my answer to your actual question is doing the damn thing when I'm DJing. Like you said, you never know who's in the room. Um, it doesn't have to be somebody, like, famous. But even if you just got three people hitting up somebody to say, hey, I was at our bar, you know, over the weekend. This girl killed it. Now they're looking for me on social media so they can, you know, book me for a birthday party or, you know, whatever. So how I get my gigs is I turn the fuck up when I DJ. So I want to unpack, unpack what you said because you said a lot there. First of all, yes show up and show out because you only got the one time to make a first impression so you do that also uh less about me creating events and more about forming relationships because if i wasn't your friend we would have never had the conversation and you would have never yeah so like it's because we have a genuine uh, relationship and not just a oh can you teach me how to DJ? Because plenty of, that happened plenty of times. But that person, <laughs> I had a relationship with him, so it ain't happening. Yeah. Um, also, you said people hear about you and then they uh, try to find you on social media. So having a social media presence is important. And it's really the only reason I'm on Facebook is because a lot of the world uses Facebook. Um, it wasn't for DJing. I probably wouldn't use any of that. Um, the next step is probably getting a website, but um, just because you don't want to rely on these networks because they go down. But websites are there forever. But yeah, definitely networking, forming relationships, putting yourself out there. Um, and forming relationships, they they all, they don't have to be uh, personal all the time. When I met Marlon, I, I didn't know him personally. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he only knew me from doing parties. And so back when he was in college, I, I did icebreakers, and then we've been doing it since 2009. So definitely form relationships. Um, the, <laughs> and not on the paper, but let me tell you how to not get a gig. Don't talk to the DJ while they while they're DJing. Man, listen. Um, don't. Basically, the original title of this episode was "Closed Mouths Don't Get Fed," um, and I can't for the life of me understand how you plan on getting booked for something that you never asked for. Prime mm-hmm. example. Um, all respect to everybody that this applies to, but. If you want to DJ Orange Soda and you've never talked to me about it, then how am I going to book you? I have a story about this. Story time. That I completely forgot about. Somebody DM'd me the other day. I don't know if I screenshot it and sent it to you, but it caught me off guard. They DM'd me. It was like, I'm going to read it. Hold on. Um, Hello. On, I receipts. hope you're enjoying your morning. I wanted to ask you about possibly being a featured artist for the next Orange Soda event in Columbus. And I'm like, well, now I know you don't even know what Orange Soda is because artists don't perform unless it's a festival, which, right. you know, let's hope that that comes back soon. Cough, cough, COVID. Um, but also, it also shows me, like, you don't even know who is running Orange Soda because why are you that's DMing me? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I thought you were going to. Um, so... I thought you were going to say something else. That's funny. I, I get DMs like emails like that all the time. I'm like, this ain't the performance venue player. But um, And also, so, it's a 2000s party. You're not a 2000s artist, so what are you about to perform? Also, in addition to, yes, you're 100% right. Um, has anybody ever asked you to get on one of your gigs? Either one of y'all? Like, has anybody come to you and be like, oh, man, can I spin with you or can I... Not spin with me, but when I had my residency at our bar, and I was working like basically the days you weren't like we were alternating weeks um, for a while. Period. Um, people were asking me how to get on like at our bar, like. But no, I don't think anyone's ever asked me. I mean, I've talked to like other women DJs and just you know throwing around ideas about us collaborating on future events, but no one's ever actually like asked me to get on while I'm DJing. That actually brings me back to um, former relationships. I meant to ask you guys this. Um, and I forgot because my memory is terrible. Um, we have, <laughs> have people actually, other DJs, try to um, form a relationship with you? How's that gone? Have you met anybody interesting, worth mentioning? If not, it's cool. Um, and how do you feel about that? Because I have a, I think a unique take on that. Yes. Repeat the question. So, <laughs> in your travels as a DJ, yeah. have you met other DJs that wanted to form a relationship with you? Maybe uh, exchange knowledge, maybe collab on a party, uh, or, or just, you know, thought you were dope and just wanted to know more about you? Yeah, so usually um, you got to weed out the ones that's really, like, the sentiment is, like, What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Like, you know, you got to weed those guys out of there. Um, But usually I have those conversations with, like, the other women in the city. Um, Just trying to put something together for the females, by the females. Um, The complaint is usually, yeah, 
you know, there are events for women, but they're usually ran by men. Like, why aren't we running them ourselves? So that's usually like the convo that I have. And then I don't, I'm not the one that sparks that convo. So I'm not, I'm all for it, but it's not my idea. Like you brought that to me. So I'm not following up. I got 30 million things going on. If you hit me with a date and a time, if I have availability, I'm down. Otherwise, I just don't have the extra capacity right now to like put an event together myself. And Risa, you said that a guy wanted to collab with you. So, I mean, was that the only conversation? Have other DJs reached out to you or what? So that one story where... Um, the guy wanted to beat? No. Oh, no. my God. <laughs> Shout out to him. That's my guy. though. He, he listens to the pod. I appreciate you. It, it's, it's all jokes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. You're going to have to tell me that offline. Oh my god! That's oh, never mind. I'm current. Even, yeah. I'm current. I'm anyway, current. Yeah. Anyways, um, no. What I was about to say was that one event I did, and the other DJ showed up. Like after, you know, he kind of pissed me off because I was the one that was booked, and I also didn't know how to use his equipment, so I was just frustrated in that way. Um, he like was like, you know, like I, like I can tell like you're new. If you need like mentorship. He wasn't from Columbus or, like, lived in Columbus, but he knew, like, I want to say, like, Dami Styles. Um, and I kind of know Dami just because I've been to a lot of his events, but not in that capacity. So he was more so, like, let me connect you with other people. And that was cool, but um, because he doesn't live here, it kind of felt like the I kind of have my own mentor, so I'm going to stick with that until I feel like I can network in another way, like at another level, like maybe we can collab or something like that. But other than that, no, I feel like I get a lot of, I'm I'm a DJ or I was a DJ or I want to be a DJ. And that's like the end of the conversation. I think we're like, you get the old head that wants to give you their resume and credentials. It's like, can we talk about this when I get off though? Like you're trying to <laughs> like you're you're trying to like stun on me while I'm actually working. Uh, let me wrap this up in about two hours, and then you can give me your laundry list of all the gigs you've done and right. how you're a better, more seasoned uh, DJ. Yeah, right. let me finish my working gig right now, and I'll talk to you <laughs> on your day off. But uh, yeah, I, like I said. Um, People have come to me. Uh, I've met a lot of great DJs strictly from DJing. And sometimes DJs hit me up with, like, wanting to collab or wanting to, you know, get in the lab. And I just don't, like, when it comes from a certain space, like, I'm not comfortable with just letting people in my home to DJ. Like, it got to be somebody. First of all, like, I don't want people to be in my home. And I don't know you personally. But it's like, I don't, like, what are we going to do to sit around and play music and talk about music? Like, we don't, yeah. uh, like, we're not friends like that. Not to say we can't be, but I just don't. It'd be different. Like, you know, back in the day, they used to do that. Like, uh, and I wish this was still a thing. Like, you go to somebody's house, they got four turntables set up. You just, you bring your wax and then y'all all stand in a circle and then just, you know, uh, go back to back to back to back, you know, uh, just trading songs. But nobody has records anymore um, to do it like that. Or let me not say that. People still got records. There ain't new records to do that with new music. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we might relate over uh, DJing, but deep down inside, it to me, it'd be, it like it feels like a, a a dick measuring contest, and like I'm not here to do that because 
if you genuinely want to build, let's build. But if you just want to like stun on me and try to little bro me, like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just not with that. So shout out to uh shout out to Dev Palmer. We he actually didn't get back to me the last time we discussed this. So if you're listening, Dev, I'm calling you out. Mm. Uh, but we we're really good friends. Um, I'm super good friends with his wife. And we are always talking about getting reps in, just practice, which never comes to fruition because people are grown, have lives, doing their thing. Yeah, for sure. But they have parties. Nah, not so much now because of COVID because his wife would kill me if I, if I spread that rumor. <laughs> but when they have gatherings, uh, that's when randomly we'll probably be like, you know, a little inebriated or something, start talking shit to each other. And then he starts plugging everything up and we go like back to back for like two or three. I do that, but I haven't had anything like that. I am at our, um, people always ask me, this is the number one question I get when I tell people I'm getting married. And you know what the question is. Who's going to be the DJ? (laughs) So my idea was always to have like open decks. Like, you know, you can come like, I know I I got DJ friends. Come bring whatever. Like real friends that DJ. Right, more so than one. Right, <laughs> come, come, come get it in. Uh, I, I don't Everybody think uh, got ten minutes. <laughs> I don't think Ola said this when she was on the podcast, but she was in a wedding. She was she was a bridesmaid at, at somebody's wedding that we know, and she she jumped on and got busy uh, like one time too. So, and I actually did that at a friend's wedding too. So I remember you um, telling me that. Yeah, yeah, I was drunk. That time. My friend <laughs> is she. Um, we talk about music a lot. And she was like, girl, I don't know how this is going to work. She was like, because I need you to be a bridesmaid, but I'll also need you. And I'm like, we can work something out. You have a DJ that's doing everything else, and then I'll jump on and do my little thing for like two two hours. It's lit. Like I can, I can do both. We'll figure so, it out. At, um, she got to find a man first, though. So there's that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the three weddings that I was in, uh, one, Trek's wedding, he had Rich Nice. Okay. Nice. Makes sense. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The, the second one, I wasn't in. I was actually a DJ for Kevin's wedding, and you know, I did my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Marcus's wedding, who? Oh, uh, Marcus. Marcus. There wasn't a there wasn't a reception. So which Kev? White one. Yeah, I was. I was actually in the other one's wedding, and th- that was the time I, I took over. Um, but anyways, um, where were we at? Oh, more about how how getting gigs. This, the, another frequent question I get, and this actually came up because a DJ that I know from DC, that I met in DC, that's from Syracuse, and I feel bad because he's probably going to listen to this, and I have to admit that I don't know how to say his name because I never said it out loud. It's either Teacher Tech, but shout out to my guy because we talk all the time on Instagram. He posts something about like first of all, he asked me. He always hits me up back to what I was saying about does Orange Soda ever book out of town DJs? I was like. Not really, but when we do, you're on the short list because, like, we have a genuine relationship. Um, but he was saying, like, why he said on Instagram, he, he he's not bringing anybody to Syracuse because it's 150 for four hours and you got to bring your own equipment. And that's ridiculous. Just looking at y'all face, y'all like, no, absolutely not. And y'all just started. <laughs> so you already know that like, that's not even acceptable. So people ask me, how much do you, uh, how much should you charge as a DJ? And uh, yesterday's get, price is not today's price. Listen, the price go up every like like COVID has caused prices to go up everywhere. Why wouldn't I charge you more? 
But I do want y'all's opinion on how you um, set your price. Um, like, how do you decide when to charge more or less? And um, how that varies from event to event, whether it's a party, birthday party, club party, nonprofit event, um, and what your thoughts on working for free. So however you guys want to tackle that. One thing I prefer is, like, if you got a budget, just tell me the budget because that can make the conversation very efficient uh, because I'm not going to, depending on, you know, maybe if it's a nonprofit or maybe if it's, like, I don't know, my grandma, right? <laughs> you know, the the flexibility will change. But if I know that you have the money to throw an event, you should be calculating in the DJ. And my price is my price, so I'm probably not going to waver on it. So I like to start conversations like that instead of doing the back and forth of, well, what's your rate? What's your rate if it's this long? What's your rate if it's this long? So... That's personally like how I like to um, go about conversations, but I have recently been considering about like if I should adjust my prices and adjusting according to if I know like there's a bigger budget instead of like sticking to my flat, like whatever I would charge anybody. Like if I know you got a little bit more money, why not, you know, go for it? And then that may, you know, have a downhill effect in raise my price period for other things because I know I can get it and I'm worth it. Well, that was eye-opening to me when you was like, oh. Well, I, I think I used to shortchange myself uh, in the beginning and I'm still relatively new, so, but super early um, in my career because I knew that I was a novice, like fresh out the gate. Um, a lot of people don't know who I am, or they know that I'm new. So I was, that was actually my barter to get the job because I was shortchanging myself mm-hmm. just to make sure I could secure it for the experience, um, for the, uh, I don't know if exposure is the right word, but yeah, exposure because there's going to be people there that see me. Oh, I like her. Let me get your contact info. Um, now my price is much higher. Um... I really, you know what's crazy? Um, I negotiate my prices, like, with older, like, this lady just booked me to do her birthday at the end of the year, and she's, she's older than me, she's wiser than me, very wiser if you're listening, ma'am, why? (laughs) Um... (laughs) <laughs> and you know you, I feel bad like charging somebody my eldest auntie or grandma's age. You know, the same price I might charge Marlon because I know he got it. I know it's in the budget. So um, it just kind of depends on what the event is, how long it is. Um, but my price is pretty much my price. Sometimes what I do waive is my setup and my breakdown fee, mm-hmm. which. Um, really is just an an extra hour, 30 minutes each. Um, so depending on, like, if it's somebody's birthday, they're really excited, or, if, you know, I could tell they were kind of finicky about the money anyway. Okay, let me waive the setup. And, and when you give that to them, a lot of times they feel like they're getting something. Like, oh, okay, she, you know, she she waived those fees, so I, I can make sure I got, I got the money for the rest. 
Um, but yeah, I'm not really into going back and forth. I used to, um, but it's just it's a lot to get me out the house these days. So the price is the price, um, and it's with or without the equipment at this point. Period. So let me. I'm gonna ask you guys a two part question. If I said, no, not me. If, if some person was like, hey, I'm doing this event, it's going to be dope, and, and you agreed, once you hear the details, it's going to be dope. He's like, all right. He or she was like, all right, it's uh, two hours, I'll give you $1,000. You would say, yeah. Would you agree to the event? No hidden surprise or nothing. It's just It's a two-hour event. We need you to do your thing. Just bring your uh, your controller and those speakers. I'll give you $1,000. Do we die at the end of this scenario? I'm scared to say, yeah, I would do it because I'm like, no, there's something going on here. <laughs> like nothing dangerous. You get your money. You have a good time. You get to play what you want. Mm. No, no. So Granero for two hours. All I need is my laptop. Uh, Condados. You got to play yeah. SpongeBob music. Condados. For all the, right. Okay. Yeah, I would do it. So here's my question: If you found out that. Another DJ did a similar event last weekend. They got five thousand. Would you feel a way? Hell yes. Same length or duration. Exact same setup. Setup. It's just them and not you. A less a lesser DJ. I mean, band. if it's Funk Master Flex, like no, he yeah, just said a lesser. He just a lesser. Said, oh, DJ. okay. I was thinking why he said it. A lesser. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm so. Don't play those crackhead games with me because no. the, the next time you ask me, I'm going to say something astronomical because now I know. Yeah, the thing, you know, I'm trying to buy a house right now, so every little penny counts. <laughs> so, here, here's where I brought this but, up. But! Because, because when you guys mentioned your price, neither one of you mentioned that it was based off of what other people get. And I think that's important. Well, would you say that's important? That yeah, is important. but you know what? I don't have those conversations to know what other people are getting. So I I don't. I feel like we all know what each other get. Outside and, of this group, yeah. Right, but outside. But I, I guess that's kind of like the benefit of having like actual DJ friends. It's like you can have those conversations and be like, hey, like, you know, I normally charge this. But this wedding, I made a bag. And it's like, oh, let me, you know, put this in my back pocket for when that opportunity comes up. I don't get close enough to other DJs to have those type of, like, I'm not just going to walk up to Jazz and be like, what you charging? I don't know. That's not our relationship. Um, Even as close as I am with Dev, he and I have never talked money either. So I just charge people what I think I'm worth by the hour. And and you guys hit it right on the head, and, and it leads me to what I'm about to say. I've never said this out loud. This is a podcast exclusive. I don't even think <laughs> y'all two might not even know this. Um, well, no, I, I think you know, but I've never phrased it like this. Me, this is the downside of not having no OGs, quote unquote, right? Because I didn't have other people to compare my prices to. I didn't know. I had no idea. So, and like you, like I feel like what you guys are saying is that pay me what I'm worth is that what you think your time and effort versus your pleasure of DJing is worth to get out the house. That's what I was doing. So I used to get a hundred dollars for four, six, four, six hours just because 
that's what it was worth to me. It was just the opportunity to be able to DJ. Let me tell you what I was charging for weddings. And every, if you're a DJ, you listen to this in the car, you pull over before you crash. I used to charge, <laughs> I used to charge $300. For a whole for wedding? For, for a ceremony whole wedding. and reception. Yes. And I would, I would wonder why people would send the contract back so fast. You're a victim. You're a victim. And it's because I didn't know. And then once I realized, and so I've always been that type of person where I'm like, man, this is what it's worth to me. Right. Like I like doing this. And I, and I've always said, uh, this is one of my pillars is that I would DJ for free if other people wasn't making money off of it. So, um, not until I found out what other people were making, especially with weddings and what the budget was. And then once I found out, I was still like, you know, still self-sabotaging. It's like, if I ask for this and I don't get it, I really want to DJ though. So I don't want to not do the gig. I'm not, I'm not prepared to walk away from this gig. So then at a certain point I was like, I got bills. So I want you guys to know that, um, uh, Oh, this, this is a prime example. This person will listen to the podcast, so they're not going to hear this, but in 2009, Lil Duval performed at OSU. Um, and I brought my turntables because at the time um, they didn't have, I mean, that, that that was the thing. It wasn't controllers. And I was renting somebody else's speakers. Well, not renting, but they let me borrow it. So I didn't have to pay nothing for that. So they gave me $100 for that. And I, I, I think they even put it the, uh, the way it was like 100, man, give him 150 as if they was doing me a favor. <laughs> and this is why you can't trust promoters. Um, and this is why you got to do your research because you might not want to have, so people might frown upon this, but fuck it. I do it. I'm going to ask a promoter. That's a friend of mine. Any random one. I'm not saying anyone in this particular, I want to ask them how much you pay him or how, how much, he, how much you get an hour. Cause you and I both know I'm better than that nigga. And two, I bring out more more people than, than that person does, and we're going to talk about uh, bringing out versus bringing out people versus talent, venues having um, equipment and all the other stuff. When we have a random promoter that I might know on this podcast, but um, I'll ask a promoter like, "Oh, how much that person get paid?" Um, and just because I, I like, I need to know, and I'm going to find out. Ask that, or you're saying you will. I have, and I and I'll continue to do this. I'd like to know what the reaction is. Uh, well, probably just to me, yeah, it's about it's about the relationship because I'm not asking everybody that, right. but one way or another, I'm gonna find out. If I if I don't, if I don't ask a promoter, I'm gonna ask the bartender. I'm gonna ask somebody at the venue. I'm gonna ask somebody because I'm gonna find out. Um, the just because <laughs> just the bartender's because you got the tea. Yeah, you ain't about to um all oh, burn. We fuck with you, like we honor you, blah blah. blah. We are trying to give you X amount of dollars an hour. If you fuck with me, you know you paying so and so more than that. Like, don't play with me, bro. <laughs> like, you asking me for the, to to DJ this gig. Remember that. So I, I need my chips with dip. But yeah, so just um keep in mind, like I think you guys should get what you're worth. I think you should you, like. Now I'm also going back to the wedding thing. I don't agree with, um, well, at first I didn't agree with just because it's a wedding, you got to pay three times as much as what you would normally pay for a uh, food videographer, uh, DJ. But then 
All that other stuff aside, because I don't do that. I do DJ, and I know you're not paying for the music. You're paying for me to not fuck up. Right. And you're paying for my professionalism. You're paying for my emceeing. You're paying for this either being the best time of somebody's life you remember forever, or it's going to be like, that DJ was terrible at your wedding. So that's why uh, Ray started out at $1,000. Hit up my website if you want to book me. That's why it's, it's that way now, and there's different packages. And But also, I, I'm going to keep it a buck. I didn't know that, that there's different packages, different tiers. You include different things until I saw somebody else's price package. Shout out to that DJ because he don't even like me, but thank you I, for the I, tip. Remember, I, I forwarded that to you. Oh, you forwarded that to me? Yeah, Shout out to that guy. <laughs> I hope you listen to this podcast, and I hope this is the last episode you listen to. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... I mean, it's important for you to get what you think you're worth and to do take the gigs that you want to do. I've also, I'll give somebody a discount if I fuck with them. But if I don't fuck with you or I don't want to do it, I'm giving you the full price plus 20%. Just because if, if you're going to, if you really want me to be there, you're going to overpay me. Um, and, that, and that's just the business part of like, what we do is uh, artistry and business just like graphic design. And this is why we took branding classes in school because there's an artist part of it. There's a business part of it. And you, and you got to have both of it. Otherwise you're going to get fucked over or not get what you're worth. So remember your worth. Sorry to cut you off. I'd like to include um, that. You got to pay me for my time as well. Um, I do and have done gigs where I'm booked for like six hours. Now the six hours, I probably actually only do anything for like two, two and a half. And, um, yeah, you got to pay me for sitting there because I got three papers to write and I blocked off this six hour window, seven hour window. If you include set up your break now, let's make it eight. Cause I had to include transit too. You know what I mean? Like I blocked off this time to be there for this event. Um, cause I've had people say, well, we we're technically, we only need you to play for an hour. And I'm like, well, technically tell me what hour you need me to show up. And that's when I play. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, yeah, I'm, you gotta pay me for my time too. That my that, time is included in the price. I think people that, forget a, that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say. I think people forget that. Like, it's just like any other service. Like when you go get your hair done, like, you know, that, that's a that's a whole social media concept or topic about the price of hair right now. But mm-hmm. you are also uh-huh. paying for that person's time. Like, if the out if the style takes six hours. You, they need to be compensated for the six hours. If I have to be there for six hours standing up, I don't get to drink. I don't get to party. I'm working. I need to be compensated for that. That's all. Girl, ain't eight since I left the house. Like, yeah, I need to. Yeah. Oh, that's another note. That. Feed y'all's DJs. If you're going to have them there all day, they can have a couple chicken wings. Bitch, please don't get me started. You know what my favorite gigs to do are? Baby showers. Definitely, baby, anything black um, that's in the backyard because the blacks is going to feed you. They're going to have the mac and the greens and all of that on deck. They're going to bring you the strawberry cake with the buttercream or the, what is the buttercream icing. They're going to have you, you thirsty, baby. You want something to drink. You want some alcohol, some water, what you need. Those are my favorite gigs because I'm going to get paid handsomely and I'm going to get fed, baby. But. One of my things that I do when I go to any gig, since I never know, because I have been to a black gig where they did not feed me, I always pack snacks. Oh, for sure. I'll have me a little sandwich baggie with some carrots in it. I bring some, this size of water. 
Period. Pack my snacks, my gum. I usually don't bring beverages, though, because I never know how the gig is going to go and if I can get to the bathroom or not. So I, I, I let me say this. I'll bring them, but I don't drink them. I play because breaks. I just, I'm like, I'm going to play this song, and then I'll oh, run okay. and come back. I've had some where I ain't been able to. I know Byrne has had, like, a couple corporate gigs where he couldn't move. So I I'll be dehydrated as hell, baby. But you know I have a couple carrots and some celery on my stomach. Bro, shout out to you, both of you, Bree, Manthony, and anybody else that stand behind the booth at our bar when I want to go pee. And hit play. Uh, right, just, bro, just hit play, move that over. You ain't gotta do nothing else. Just press play. Manthony be like, all right, got you. And hit play and it's no, no problem. Also, shout out to the Millers. Dion, Dion, oh, Dion too. Bar, yeah. That's somebody else I'm missing. But yeah, so uh, and and plus shout out to the Millers. That's uh, a wedding I did where the bride got up from her table, came to the DJ booth, said, "What do you want to drink?" and went and go got it. Aww. And I was like, "You know, you ain't got to do that." She was like, "And all the people that was working the wedding—the photographer, the videographer—she had a violinist, she had a photo booth person, had their own table, and they was like, stop no, what y'all I'm doing fast. right now, sit down, eat. Like we don't need none of that right now. Like burn, just put a playlist on, eat, and then go back to what you're doing.'" Like that, I mean that that's going above and beyond. And other people have fed me and make sure we got a plate and all that. That's cool. And um, you don't have to do that because honestly, I charge enough to where if I don't get fed, I'm cool. <laughs> but um, she went above and beyond, and I always respect her for that because she's that kind of person. Like she's like she'll give you the shot of her back. So I ain't doing it myself, but I will pay people to make sure that you eat. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, every. Like I would say, there's only probably two weddings where they didn't repeatedly come over and say, "Bro, you good? You need something?" Or had somebody come over and check on me. And those two, it's not that they didn't care whether I ate or not. It's just that um, they didn't personally come do it. But I, but I still got fed. But every other one is like, "You cool? You straight? You need the something?" The wedding we did last September, the bride she didn't go get the food, but she made sure. Like, right. She they didn't make like, hey. food yet. Hold on, hold on. Let me go get somebody to take care of that. We gonna handle that. Right. Um, so yeah, shout out to weddings. There was something else I was gonna say. Y'all was talking about charging prices, backyards. Um, I forgot. Yeah, baby shower, baby. Oh. Bring me the meatballs. <laughs> free game. Because I always forget this at the end. We're going to do free game. Then we're going to do the uh, put us on song in a moment. Um, Fuck, what was we talking about? Um, backyards. Oh, free game. If DJs, especially you new DJs, if you come and they make you bring your equipment, and they make the DJs after you use your equipment. You charge them from them those hours too, because you can't leave unless you trust the person to leave your equipment there. You can't leave, so unless you want to be there, which I appreciate, I appreciate all y'all that actually want to be there, so you don't mind staying. Um, make sure that you get paid for that time too, because there's been plenty of time where, um, and I've never been this person. Like, let me let me tell a lie. Yeah, I've never been this person. That, like, I'm gonna just stroll in. I'm the headliner. I ain't bringing no equipment. I'm just pulling up with the vibes and the bitches, you know. No, like I get there early. I'm trying to build with the DJs, whether I know them or not. So I'm getting there early. I want to hear y'all spin too. If anybody else in here listening, I'm listening because I want to see what y'all doing. Um, and then I'm gonna kick it with you. Like you trying, I might buy you a drink. Like let's drink, let's let's turn up, and then I'm gonna go DJ. Uh, but there's other DJs that just stroll in like, oh, I don't need no equipment, man. They don't have equipment here for me. And it don't be the promoter. It don't be the venue. It be the DJ at the beginning that's probably getting paid the least that's got to yeah. bring the most stuff. So young DJs, if you got to bring equipment, 
And there are some promoters. I don't want to start naming people and leave anybody out, but I'm going to say specifically Bobby that before he even completes the sins of asking you to bring equipment, he'll t- he says, I got money for you. So just bring whatever you bring in. So shout out to yeah, him. He does do that for sure. He does that with like everything. <laughs> right. He, he's like, can you do X, Y, Z for me? I got money. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> like, like, it's, like, he's like, the money ain't even a question. I just need you to do it. Right. So yeah, shout out to him. Uh, that's the free game though. Make sure you get paid what you're worth. So put us on. This is a reoccurring segment where we give you a song that we're putting you on to. It ain't got to be new. It's just something that we think you need to listen to. And as always, I'm not prepared. So I'm I'll prepared. Go I've been ready. Oh. Okay, go ahead. No, you go first because you know. No, 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 no. You go. <laughs> you go. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I just want to say, first off, this whole album is amazing. But um, tell us, girl, tell us. Dang, there's like two songs I want to say. I'm gonna say two because Burn is said two. Um, so it's Amber <laughs> Mark. Mm. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I'm hearing great things. It is fantastic. And She's bomb though. A remix for one of the songs, but that wasn't one of the songs I was gonna name. Anyways, um, what it is and foreign things. Those are my two songs for the week. So for me. Um, I was working hard today and I was all over the place with music, but this is an old song. It's a album cut. Um, and it is by Jagged Edge and it's called Ghetto Guitar. Mm. And that is on the, what album is that on? That is on, I'm the, I don't want to press two. Yeah, now it's going to play it. Um... <laughs> I think it's just Jagged Edge. That's the name of that album. But yes, that's my jam. And y'all need to get with it if y'all don't know about it. Okay? So, um, this song, I didn't know it existed until I heard it on another podcast. And this song is not a cover, but the reference track to another song. And this song is our... I've done all these weddings. I don't know what this is called. Is it is the recessional? Is that the song you go out to? Like that's not like the the, 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 is the it song you leave. Yeah, I think. Uh, okay. Right. Sure. I don't right. Uh, you the one that went to Harvard. You tell us. Right. <laughs> Only one Alexis, of us. I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, so I it, when you said walk out, I wasn't sure what part you were walking out, like leaving the ceremony. No, coming back, like, like down the aisle. Yeah, like um, Mr. And Mrs. Whatever, and then you leave while you're leaving. Oh, where we played like Love on Top at the one from Patricia? yeah. Oh. Well, I I googled recessional. It says a hymn sung. When, while the clergy and choir processes out church yeah, in the okay. service. I thought so funeral like, when you said recession. That's I what went, I was thinking, I too. That's why I was people. like, do you call it that? Because... Yeah, it says wedding I mean, for recession. For some people, it might be that, but we'll, okay. we'll talk about that on another podcast at another time. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, what am I looking at? Uh, you don't have a song? You know, and it's, uh, it's also really sad that um <laughs> i didn't know this person was black uh, <laughs> so it's uh james fauntleroy on the run um uh, i'm gonna be honest i didn't know he was black either i thought he was white 
So they they played the reference track, which is this. I don't care if we own it. It's that it's that part without the rap. Oh. It's exact, exact same beat. And so I was like, oh, I didn't know there was a reference track for this. So I went to look it up on YouTube. I was like, who's this fat black guy? Like, like why, why, why does white guy use that as a cover art? I was like, oh, that's James Fonda, right? <laughs> James Fonda, I thought was a white dude, but I got him confused. With, uh, with, uh, I don't know what he looks like, but I knew he was black. Yeah, he's like, I uh, yeah, I, I thought it was Hudson Mohawk. That's the white guy. Yeah, he's black. That's a black Is he guy, fat, dude. bro? <laughs> I mean... He, he look chunky. He look, he look yeah. thick. Him. I'm yeah. dead. Give me he ain't here. trek. So um, anyway, but yeah. So on the run, uh, that's our recessional. And I'm, I'm, I'm oh, that's gonna be cute. Yeah, I like that. Aww. Oh my god, if you start crying, I'm, he's going I'm to cry. Laptop. No, I'm talking about right now. Oh, right now. Oh no, nah, not right now. But listen, Saturday. Anyways, um, so yeah, check all those songs out. Um, let us know on social media what you think of those songs. Um, if you didn't like them, keep it to yourself. All right, so part two. Um, so we got a lot of feedback. Well, I don't know about y'all. I got a lot of feedback on the last episode about um, when we said stop fucking with us in the DJ booth. People that come to the DJ booth that don't really bother me. Was like, oh my bad, I didn't know I was blah blah, blah. and you know these are people that like come up and say what's up and that's it, or they come and buy like hand me a drink and that's it, or they just come and stand to the side of the booth and that's fine. I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking specifically to the people that come and stand on top of me like, oh damn, do you want a DJ? Or come and ask me. So what are your thoughts on insurrection? Well, I'm, I'm not trying to have this conversation while I'm DJing. Like, I'm clearly pressing. There was somebody at uh, Callahan's this past weekend. Man, shout out to her because she followed me on TikTok. And I appreciate you. But she was trying to tell me the story about how she uh, got her job and how she ended up following me. And I'm like, I'm in between songs. I- I'll follow you on Instagram. We-, we can chat later. It's all good. But I can't do this right now. So this led me to the topic about how you interact with the crowd. Uh, because as a DJ, I feel like it is important to interact with the crowd outside of music. Um, one thing Marlon told me as a host, and that I think well, I think everybody knows, is that nothing makes a person feel better than when they walk into the party and you shout them out on the mic. Um, so how do you guys interact with the crowd? How do you guys feel about interacting with the crowd? I think I already know what one of y'all going to say. <laughs> uh, about interacting with the crowd, and how often do you do it? Are you warming up to the idea, or is it something you don't fuck with at all? Um, do you like when people shout you out on the mic and you're not DJing? All I that. used to when I was, you know, a little club goer and didn't know anything. Um, I don't like talking on the mic. I'm working on it because I know that I have to do it, especially if I want different types of gigs. So, like, it's a necessary evil for me. And I'll just leave it at that. That's where I'm at with it. <laughs> oh, question number two, just specifically for you. So you might not interact with the crowd. You don't talk to talking to Mike, but I know this has happened, and I'm asking you because I like I be I don't know what to do when this happens either. When it's the people in there, but the people close to you, it's not like you can hear exactly what they're saying. And you play a song, and they're like, "Oh, you're killing it." What do you do? <laughs> I just <laughs> one of these. <laughs> 
it just makes me feel good but i'm not i haven't been like oh i'm i might play my uh, my little drop where it's just that's play because you know that makes me that's my that's me talking to the crowd in that way instead of me getting on the mic and saying it bro to this day like i don't be knowing what to do and people are like you killing it burn or oh i see you i'll be like ah <laughs> give him the wink in the gun that, he did. He stuck his tongue out. When I'm drunk, I would, I'm liable to do anything. But when I'm sober, I'm like, oh, this is awkward. Uh, I can see you. Um, I don't uh, care if I get shouted out at the party. You never did. It's no. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not saying you feel some kind of way if you don't. But it, it never well, made you feel like. I think the people. That feel a way about not getting shouted out are whack. Yeah. Um, and it's rampant. But um, yeah, I it's cool. Like if I hear my name, like yeah. But if I don't go home and be like, damn, Burns saw me. I'm flirting with Burns. That's cool. And I bought him a drink. That's cool. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I oh, there there was more. You asked a bunch of questions. Um, I, I never cared though. Like it's it's a it's a bonus because I came there to dance and probably get drunk. I don't give a fuck if I get so, drunk. As a DJ, how do you interact with the crowd? How do you react? Oh, I yeah, you have a better reaction when people actually like cheer you on than the both of us. I feel like, but how do you interact with the crowd? Um, I survey the crowd a lot. That's how I kind of know what to do. Um, I make. Especially, like I, I'll always say it, I DJ for the girls. I make eye contact with the girlies, let them know I see them. Um, sometimes I do speak on the, on the mic. Most of the times it's me pointing at them, or if I see them really getting into it, running the song back, starting it over. Um, things like that. Pointing, smiling, laughing, kind of if I see somebody doing like a specific dance, or, you know, one of these, then I'm hitting it with her like, yes, yeah, sis, I see you, what's good, you feeling it? Something like that. Mirror what? Mirror the vibe that they're giving me. Listen, if I catch you doing a big head bounce, I'm gonna turn this bitch up. And I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do it every time. Okay. <laughs> um, have you ever caught somebody? Like you looking around a crowd, you killing it, and you ever caught somebody with a stank a face? face? Yes. Yeah. How you feel about that? Or how? how what's your reaction? Because I, I I know what mine is. <laughs> So the one time uh, it happened to me, somebody, the same person came up and asked, like, for a request. And their request was terrible. And so I was just like, okay. I don't even care anymore. So it used to bother me when I first started um, because, like I said, like, my idea of, of perfect, everyone is enjoying me. Mm-hmm. So that used to drive me nuts. If I, it, it could be 90 people in the room. 89 of them, hands to the ceiling. And that one person would have me like, oh, what's, what's the next song? Like, what do I got to play now? I mean, that's how we kind of came up with the name. It's kind of like, if, if you're not fucking with me, SMD. Like, because <laughs> you look around and everybody else in the room is jamming. Like, I, I'm sorry that you had a fight with your man. Now you're mad and you're, you know, you're you're taking it out on me. Um, And, and I do get, st- like, I, I don't know. The last couple months before our bar, um, went on sabbatical. I'm not going to say they're dead. A little brief hi- well, extended hiatus. Um, they had us doing R&B real heavy just because of like the politics of the neighborhood and all of that stuff. And I had 
it going up one night. Straight R&B. I don't even remember what I was playing, but it, it was just like back-to-back reaction. And a girl came up to me, and she asked me to play Gucci. And I was like, what? Oh, like, I can't. Like, it's just weird to me. Like, you want me to change the tempo? Like, for you, you. Look, stop for a second. Just stop and survey the room. Survey the crowd. And I'm supposed to stop what I'm doing while every, the majority is having an amazing time with this groove that I'm in. Who I, who I enjoy, but that's not who we are right now. And then those will usually be, and that happens with men and women. Those are the usually the ones that are looking at you like, I can't be worried about that. I, I, I agree. Uh, whenever I, <laughs> so I used to, I used to uh, pick at the person who I saw wasn't having a good time. Like, if you in here, you you didn't have a good time, go the fuck home because everybody else is. Yeah. Or if you ain't hearing you on your phone, you fucking up, you know. But now I'm like, uh, I realize that a nigga will shoot you over that. So I'm like, let me just keep it positive. Um, I I do think it's important to interact with the crowd, though, um, just because it's that little bit of an edge. um, Because you can play good music, you play it in order, and you can mix it good and all that. And people can see you, but it it, it gives it a more personal feel when you talk directly. I mean, you feel like you're talking directly to somebody. Mm-hmm. So I encourage all DJs to interact with the crowd in some form or fashion. Use the microphone. Um, and, you know, hopefully you foster a relationship through song. And then you look at your phone when you get in the car at the end of the night. You got a couple more follows. Or, you know, some people that take their time to pull out their phone, to type in your name. Like, oh, I'm fucking with this person. Follow. That's, um, that's, that's, speaking of people running up on you trying to sleep, that's one thing that happens to me a lot while I'm DJing, like literally in the middle of mixing. Someone's like, what's, 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 where are you at on Instagram? Where are you at on Twitter? Um, I don't know if I need to get like a tablecloth or what, but <laughs> I'll be like mid thing and they shoving like their phone yes. in my face, like put, with the Instagram search bar ready to go. Like, what, what's your, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll stop what I'm doing to make sure you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> so... Long, 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 long time ago when I was single, I met a lot of uh, interesting women like that, so shout out to y'all. But what I would recommend is um, don't put advertisements on, well, this is my opinion. A lot of people put advertisements on their laptop. I don't. I think putting stickers on a MacBook is like putting a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Don't do that. Um, but what on I the re- covers? Yeah, I'll put them on the actual the- What about the cover? Yeah, that like, but oh, well, we, if you got the you know the the bareback uh, yeah, screen and you put a no, don't do that because that's permanent. Uh, or you can get one of these signs, which is only like thirty bucks. Like the um, it's called a shadow box um, sign, and you put whatever letters you want in there, and it lights up. So that used to say no request, and we put it up in our bar for obvious reasons. Um, but you can put your social media on there because it comes with like ad symbols. It, some of them come with um like. The Twitter icon, the Instagram icon, you can put it right in the box and put your name right next to it and be like, right there. People will be coming to me like, what's your name? I'm like, DJ Burn. Like, huh? Burn? Germ? And I'm like. Yeah, Burn with a B. Burn. But, but when, I, when, I had that, when I had that light on my uh, laptop, I used to just point at the sticker. Like, like oh, Burn. Oh, okay. But um, there's a last topic. I don't know. Do we have maybe 10 more minutes? I don't want to keep you guys. We got stuff to do. Go ahead. Okay. This is 
this is a. This is, I, I feel like this is a great too. topic for you. This, yeah, that's why. That's why I had to make sure that you were oh, brought I don't into know this. Know what it is? Okay. So, um, and this is coming off of uh, shout out to the queen on her recently announced pregnancy, uh, Rihanna, and uh, as everybody was celebrating the pregnancy, a lot of people had something to say about uh, the people, the person she got pregnant by, um, uh, because of past remarks of what he said and. Um, which, you know, I, I definitely understand that. Um, so we're on a topic of canceling artists and music. Um, at Orange Soda, if you've ever been to an Orange Soda, uh, you know that uh, we don't play maybe like eight artists. Yeah, like Mystical, uh, Mystical R. Kelly, um, Trey Songs on that list now, too. Uh, unfortunately, Chris Brown on that list now, too. Um, and a lot of people... Bless their souls. They're, they're so uh, um, invested in these celebrities that they don't know that they feel like, oh, I just can't give up these great songs. Or, oh, I feel like you have to separate the artist from the music. And I just wanted to open this, this space up for us to verbally give our opinions on those type of comments. Uh, when people ask for, when people, when people ask for these artists by request, to when DJs like, well, I'm gonna play them anyway because I separate the artist from the music and whatever else thoughts you have on uh, whether you do or do not play these artists and why. Okay. So, so listen. Um, let's start with R. Kelly. I don't understand how people can say separate the man from the music when when you listen to music, uh, you a lot of people enjoy music because they can see themselves in the situation or it relates to them personally and they like the subject matter. And if this person, this artist in their personal life uh, was dating and um, sexually assaulting underage women, the music that he's making... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Children. They're not. They're they're little girls. Um, I don't understand how you guys don't understand that these songs about making love are more than likely about the interactions with these children, with these little girls. Um, even stuff like, and so okay, so it's clear with the sexual songs that that's the angle on that. But then to come back and be like, well, what about I? I believe I can fly. I don't want to hear nothing this nigga has to say about anything. Yeah, I damn sure don't want to hear. I believe I can fly in the club, just so we're clear. Right. <laughs> so For any I'm, DJ that is listening, I don't want to hear that. I <laughs> wasn't party. I, I wasn't playing that anyway. Right. But but you know, like um, I, I'm I'm sorry to say, and and this is another thing. Like it's like oh he got away with like you didn't care back in the day. Why do you care now? Oh, because I changed my mind. And I and for all the years that I played it, there's plenty of times an icon I played "Fill Them in Your Booty." I I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> because now it just makes my stomach hurt thinking about that. I just never was into him specifically. I'm talking about him specifically. He always made my stomach turn. Like when I was younger, discernment, if you will, I don't know what you want to call it, but I just I, I, even before I knew or heard any rumors, it was just like I can't like it's something about him. That's off. So for me, there's like, I mean, step in the name of love. I did like that. 
Um, some songs he had wrote for other people. Obviously, we probably enjoy. Um, but with R. Kelly, his, the claims are so egregious. Like, I just, I don't feel no kind of way about not playing them. And I'm looking at people funny if they asking to hear it or they going up for it. Like, I just can't. My mind is made up on that one. I'm done. And not to get you off, not even the claims. His reaction, he's guilty. Yeah. And he has a problem. Um, I don't care nothing about him e- either way. But, you know, the um, the person, the good person in me, hopefully he gets help and he solves whatever the fuck is wrong with him before um, his passing. But I don't like step in the name of love, Fiesta. I don't care what this nigga's singing about. I don't want to hear him. And um, well, I also want to rewind because uh, I don't want anybody out here that's listening to make to to feel like I'm asking y'all to talk about this because y'all women. Um, so if, if that's the angle, I apologize. Um, but all these niggas we about to mention um, have have violated women one way or another. And so uh, if y'all don't, if y'all want to talk about it, it's fine. I'm, I'm not putting y'all on on here to to for any other reason. I, I have no problem with, with saying how I feel about these niggas. Fuck these niggas. <laughs> respect with all disrespect intended. So Alexis, your turn. Yeah, I mean, I feel like R. Kelly isn't a debate anymore. Um, I think there can be more controversy around people who have substantially less allegations or um, kind of obscure allegations of what was rumored that this happened and we're not sure. So, but even with that, I feel like there's so much music out there that even if, for example, the most recent one, Chris Brown has a rape allegation out against him, um, very detailed, I would say. Um, Is it? I haven't read it. I just saw the headline and all that. Yeah, we can talk about that offline. But um, you know, I I think it was last week. I was just like praising him for his song "Iffy." I'm not about to play it. You like? I did. I did like it. I did like it. Um. So, I mean, you just have to be able to pivot. And if you're not willing to, you know, that's your moral compass. But I'm not about to. And I'll make sure that I put, you know, the other songs that I probably like even more than that, like Angles and what's the other one? Baddest. Move that to the Do Not Play. And oh, so, damn. Right. He is on that, isn't he? Yeah. It's okay because that file don't really work like that anyway. So right. it's supposed to be clean. <laughs> be the so, so I don't know. <laughs> um, there's a couple of things I want to say um, to lead the, this conversation further. Um, is that, um, like you said, um, I can go without playing these artists for the rest of my life and still have a crazy library. Um, it was brought to my attention recently that the baby has put out several songs and none of them slap. I'm like, I wouldn't know because I stopped playing them at their masterpiece. One of them came on on shuffle because I always like listen to like the new songs and like he did put out like a lot because I kept hitting next every time I heard his voice and it was like three of them like back to back. On title, there was three in the in the suggested section in yeah. the row, so I was like, I'm not playing. I'm not gonna play this section. Um, and let me speak on uh, Chris Brown just because I'm going to give you the information that I got and this is my opinion on it. And I'm saying this as a man hoping that other men understand why this is a point. Okay, so Chris Brown has a rape allegation and um, obviously had um, a domestic issue with Rihanna. Uh, so 
the rape allegation, right. And so when it comes to allegations, I want to make it clear that I don't know these people, just like you don't know them. And ultimately, nobody knows what happened. So I do I want this nigga to go to jail and be punished and all that? I don't know, because I'm not close to the case. However, what I can do in the meantime, since I don't know, is to not play his music. This is not going to get him locked up. He's not going to starve. But if, because the flip side of that is me playing his music might bring trauma onto somebody who has gone through a similar experience or knows a family member or a friend. And if I can avoid that and just play somebody else who um, doesn't have any allegations that we know of, then that's not a big deal to me. Like you, you will be all right without hearing excuse me, miss at Orange Southern. I assure you, because there's plenty of times I don't play it. So, and this is how I generally approach anybody with allegations. Like, yeah, I don't know what happened, but that's why I'm not a lawyer. I'm not trying to put him in jail. Cause I don't know what happened. And the people close to that, are going to deal with it one way or another, whether it's just or not. I don't know. But what I can do is only thing I can do is what I can do. And that's going to be um, severing ties with this person uh, due to their allegations. And this is something that happened in, in personal life. And there are people I don't talk to to this day because of that. And I don't feel any kind of way about the decision I made because whether they're in jail or not, whether it's true or not, um, I know that there are people, there are women out there that have less trauma because of the decisions I've made. And that's more important. So same thing with mystical as two time convicted rapists, get in the fuck out of here. Trey songs. I'm not up on these allegations enough to know which ones went through and which ones don't, but there's, uh, it's always my opinion. And, and this could be flawed that everybody ain't lying. No. So even if one person is telling the truth, um, that's, th- that's all I need. That's one too many. Um, but what I was gonna say about Chris Brown is that, uh, he came out and said something like, um, this always happens uh, when there's an album coming out and it's the record labels, you know, it might be true. So I hope you straighten that out until then you're excluded from the jams, but, um, y'all can respond to that if you want. But my real question is as DJs, how do you go about like, where's the line draw? Obviously not playing their music. Um, I know with the What's Poppin' remix, I just stopped before the baby, and I'm mixing something else. But what about, like, well, R. Kelly, you know, he wrote a lot of songs, and was it Drake that got flack for using the sample that R. Kelly was on? And so, oh, my God, he, it was the sample that, it wasn't even a sample. It was, he was, he took somebody talking and put it at the beginning of TSU, but I think for some reason, I don't know what it was, R. Kelly got credited, and they tried, that's their story. They tried every way to get around it, but they couldn't use the intro without crediting him. Because I think 40 came out and said something and was like, we wanted to not credit him, blah, blah, blah. But like Reba said, yeah, just don't, don't use it. There's an easy way to uh, draw the line. But with something that you said um, without rehashing everything, that's something that bothered me about the whole Tory Lanez issue was it's not even like this man makes monumental music. This man samples other people's music. You can play the actual song. Just play that. Like, Not even original. <laughs> why are we, why, why is this the hill that you want to die on, whether the allegation is true or not, which we still don't know, but I'm inclined to believe a black woman, so I'm going to just not play it and not give him the attention. If you really want to hear these songs, um, there's multiple streaming services you can subscribe to. There are also DJs, do your homework, that will continue to play those records. So you can go see them DJ. That's just how I feel about it. Um, there, 
they're, you know, we all have faves, um, or we all have artists that we've given grace to. Um, and for me, it's just when it just piles up too much, it's like I can't keep continuing to give you grace. And like Burns said, like, yeah, there might be 90 people in the room that love this song that I'm playing, but maybe there's a girl that has a connection to this type of abuse or is a victim of abuse with that person. You just never know, and you don't. You definitely don't want to willingly, consciously trigger someone in that way. So I know there have been times. I remember one time I, I played a Trey Songs record, and I wasn't even thinking about Trey Songs because it was it, there was like two or three artists on the record. Mm-hmm. Burn was like, oh. Uh, so we are playing, like, it's cool to play Trey songs. And I was like, oh, shit, Trey songs. Like, it didn't. So sometimes when I'm just in a zone, it doesn't, I, I it goes over my head. But, like, R. Kelly's one that'll never go over my head. Right. Like, <laughs> he's not in my Serato. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I guess. <sighs> Truly, like we can't play. There's, no one's perfect. Everyone has secrets, history, like, really, we can't play none of these, like, we should be playing instrumentals at every fucking party. Like, we truly, like, there's a lot of artists that we should not be playing. I just thought of one in my head, like, yeah, you know, I play, I play one of their songs every fucking party. Why am I playing that song? The fact is that, um, misogyny, um, is interlaced in hip-hop culture. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we remember we were just talking about putting justice and how like, um, oh boys, whoop, whoop, oh boys whooping girls' ass. Tell me Tupac why I nothing. saw a list today, and it was like somebody redid a list of uh, non-traumatic black movies for Black History Month, and they put Poetic Justice on there. And I was like, did y'all watch the movie? Right. Because no, no. that was a toxic ass relationship. Both of them, that for real. Yes. But, um, like she was getting her ass beat, and dude wasn't gonna jump in, and so Jan jumped in. I mean. Tupac wasn't gonna jump in until Jan jumped in. And I'm like, that's crazy. Um, so what was I saying? Yeah, so uh, unfortunately in hip hop culture, uh um, it's like embedded in it and um like the whole like like yeah, we hip hop music in general is just it's like that. Um and it ain't just hip hop though. I was listening to some pop songs when I was preparing for a gig. I, I can't even think of what it was. Uh, it was either an in sync or a backstreet boy song, and I'm like here and maybe it was more that they were um catering to a younger audience and that the the it was a suggestive song maybe more than like the bullshit but it's a lot of stuff that probably just should not be getting played and um country music uh because the the crowd the crowd that that caters to is very good old um, boys yes and so yeah, so, so we know how to get down. But um, what I do want to say to anybody, men out there listening, is that um, it's okay to get new knowledge and change your mind about what you thought in the past. And I also want to tell you, and this is coming from a man, that it's okay that, you know, you probably wasn't well, – well, let me be clear. It's things that were acceptable in the past that aren't acceptable now, if you participated in that um, – it's okay to acknowledge that and to learn from that and then move on. Mm-hmm. Like, 
certain things have always been egregious and you should, you should have always known better, but like using a certain slur to describe gay people or, uh, referring to an A shirt as a wife beater, like stuff like that. Um, I know it was generally acceptable in the past, so it's hard for you to say not to do it now because you used to do it, but just say, yeah, I used to do this and I was wrong for it. And the way I'm going to change now is to make sure that nobody uses it in the future. Like Baby, we are all walking hypocrites and that's, that's that on that. Right. Like I used to say some wild shit when I was younger. Like, Child, I'm glad my mom things. didn't let me have social media when I was in middle school and high school because, mm-hmm. oh my God. Girl, go through your tweets. I went through mine. I was like, <laughs> let me get that off of there. Let me get that That's off of like, I'm on my like fourth account. Oh, you brought up a, I'm sorry, let me cut you off. You brought up a great point just now. So how do you feel when people get canceled for old tweets? It depends on. Because I've canceled people for old tweets. If you're like wishing death on someone or yeah. um, harm or abuse on a community, that's a no-go. Um, but I'm never going to forgive a white person for saying anything wrong about a black person. So there's that. I'll be waiting. Oh, who are we canceling today? Like, get them the fuck out of here. <laughs> you, if yeah, you're I... speaking ill about the blacks, you're out of here. I don't care what year you did it. But I do recognize when I was younger, I used to say dumbass shit too. So I don't know. It just kind of depends on what the comment was. If there was a pattern, maybe, you know, it, it, one tweet. But if this is like a constant, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I said pattern, but it's a different word I'm looking for. It's a, um, but it's like a, 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 I, perpetual, I, a perpetual message right. that you're pushing. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of white women dating and married to black athletes now. All they did was trash um, black women and stereotype black men, and now they're married and having all these um, black men's babies, and it's cool. Like, it's cool to be down with the blacks now. Yeah, you can get them bitches out of here. Yeah, I I guess I'm, like, on the fence with that. In the only sense that um, I feel like you're a product of your environment until you're old enough to change that. Mm-hmm. And so just like I used to use a slur for gay people all the time, uh, I don't want to say because I didn't know any better because I'm not trying to not take accountability. But as soon as I knew better, I was like, never again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was, um, some, and this will be the last thing, unless you guys have anything else. There was some, I can't remember, there was somebody on Twitter, it was some little kid. Um, well, I, I can't remember the scenario, so so let me just make up one. So if you're if, if there's a little kid and they grow up in a racist household and their parents and their their mom and dad and their brothers and sisters, their whole family, their whole bloodline is Confederate flag waving, racist ass people, um, and then that kid goes off to college and actually interacts with black people and says, "Damn, my whole life was a lie," mm-hmm. and then, you know, when they were a child and stuck in that household, I can't expect them to know anything but what they've been force fed, um, and then I even depending on how they react now, if they went off to college and that was their mindset towards people because that's what they were told about these people all these years, I, I guess, like, I, I just got to meet you at the point where you're like, I finally realized that all that shit was wrong. And then now I'm going to make sure that moving forward, not only am I not like this, but I can influence other people in the right direction because I was obviously given the wrong instructions when I was younger. 
I need real genuine accountability though. It's, that too. It's it's the ones that go. I had no idea. Like, it's that shit um, that I just can't. That's not, like, I can't. I can't. Right. But if I feel like you're acknowledging, not like the press releases, like the celebrities do, but, like, really just having, like, a real convo. Like, like I just did, like, yeah, I used to say some dumb ass shit when I was younger, like, and should get canceled for it. Um, But I don't think that way anymore. I don't speak that way anymore. And hopefully people... Um, that love me and know me will continue to love and know me. And the people that don't or are getting to know me, they give me a chance to see who I am now and not who I was 10 years ago, longer, even longer years ago. I agree. And I feel like when it comes to, like, artists on that platform, like, if you know you was out here saying some wild shit, that's why you hire social media managers. They can go clean up that shit for you. They can handle what you actually put out moving forward. It's pretty easy but i think people rely on their celebrity to get them past those potential hiccups and then when it comes time to take accountability they don't want to all right so have y'all forgiven justin bieber for one less lonely nigger or no so this is what i was about to say because uh, i have not and i will not i know you two, won't. that's why i'm laughing <laughs> that's y'all's white king not mine hey two, my white king is ed sheeran <laughs> oh he already he's too dead he's probably ready. Um, he probably two, really <laughs> so response he to that on and, the uh, um, Peru remix though mm. I don't think I've heard that so there's to response to that and this is the very last thing for me for sure is that um, in Justin Bieber's case and I was also asked specifically how should a person respond to sexual assault allegations if they didn't do it this is my response to both of those like I'm not like I we're, we're talking so you we can all say exactly what you just said, what I said. I did dumb shit in the past. I'm sorry for it. This is what I'm going to do in the future to 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 fix it. I'm not close enough to Justin Bieber for him to say that. And for some reason, it's just not uh, either he's, he doesn't feel this way or he didn't think of to just getting online and saying just that instead of all the press release shit. So because I'm not close enough to him to get that from him, I got to make a judgment call. And my judgment would be to not forgive him. Now, once again, I mean, I, that, that, that don't mean he need to go to jail or whatever it is, but I just, that's the way I feel until I get a, a other evidence, which I might not ever get, which is cool because Justin Bieber don't affect my life. The same thing goes for these people that have allegations that may never change my mind. Like, um, this is how I expect you to respond. If you don't respond that way, that's cool. To, that, that just means to me, I'm never going to change my mind about you and you got to live with that. And um, something that I've learned recently is that um, the victims um, don't deserve, uh, you don't deserve their forgiveness. So you shouldn't be doing that to get that anyway. You should just be thinking about how can I make things better in general and not just doing it for forgiveness. That's it. Is there even four? Oh, well, never mind. That was a different subject. Um, but that is all, unless you guys have anything. You guys want to stay on and help me with my homework tonight? Uh, a little group project? Oh, no, my internet's going out. I need a group degree <laughs> for a group project. No, um, Fact, you ain't lying. I'll credit you. <laughs> so, <laughs> by the time you listen to this, we're all going to be snowed in. So, hopefully, y'all being safe. Uh, next week, we do have the legendary Crate Digger um, on, on here. So, uh, I'm going to really sit down and think about some questions to ask him because I've always wanted to ask him questions. 
That's why every time me and him talk, it turns five minutes turn into 30. But now we have a whole hour to do that. So, uh, or so it's February 11th. Uh, we will be in Cleveland for the All-Star Game. Uh, we will be officially at Two Truths on February 18th for Snapped. So if you listen to this and you fuck with any one of us individually or us as a group, please come out. I do want to specify that there is no cover. And there's not too many places you can come see the greatest show on earth for free. So February 18th at Two Truths, come get you a drink. Come get these vibes. Uh, Hit us up on our social medias at DJ underscore. Oops, ah, I messed up. At DJ B-E-R-N underscore at. Lex Choir underscore or not, depending on what social media <laughs> network you on. And at D N T F R T, that's don't fret. Period. Uh, that's it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.